Praise the Lord. It's the power of the blood that washes away our sins. And there's an old hymn song. Praise the Lord. Amen. There's an old hymn song. Praise the Lord. That said, his blood, it reaches to the highest mountain. And it flows to the lowest valleys. The blood will never lose its power. How many believe that? Amen. Hallelujah. The blood will never, 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 never lose its power. Hallelujah. And because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We have an opportunity to be saved today. Hallelujah. Anybody happy that you can be saved? Hallelujah. My God, just think about a life-changing moment. Amen. You lived your life the way you wanted to live it for so many years. And now your mindset is changing because you want to be converted and you want to, hallelujah, please God. So many doctrines and religions we've been involved in or heard about. Praise the Lord. But ain't it good to finally know that when you hear the truth, you know the truth. Hallelujah. See, one thing people can't do is deny the truth. They can deny whether they want to act upon it. But when they hear the truth, they know the truth. Amen. And the beautiful thing about us preaching the truth and knowing the truth, hallelujah, is that we can speak bold about the truth. And can't nobody shake us because we know what we're talking about. Hallelujah. Don't let the devil or people make you doubt what you believe. Hallelujah. It's going to come where you will be faced with challenges of people who believe or think that they know the word. But they don't have the revelation of the word. They know scriptures. They know dates. They know times. They know maps. Praise the Lord. They know how far Capernaum is from Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. They know how many miles. Amen. Ephesus is from Galatia. Praise the Lord. But they say these things in order to shake you because I've been in school and I'm a doctor. Amen. Doctor don't mean nothing to me. Amen. Because as soon as we start talking about salvation, I already got you. Amen. I don't know everything in the Bible. Amen. But I know enough to get you from earth to glory. Amen. I know how to encourage you. Praise the Lord. And give you what God expects of us. Praise the Lord. Amen. So thank God for us being able to come together again in Jesus name. Amen. We thank God for our sister being back with us in the name of Jesus. Hope you had a wonderful day. Amen. Amen. How you doing? You all right? You good? That's your that's your sister's uh that's your sister's uh, son. I talked to her. She was like, <laughs> "Praise the Lord." Amen. Glad y'all with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, let's turn our Bibles to, Amen. Let's go to uh, Matthew. Chapter number 28. And we're going to start at verse number 19. Matthew 28 and verse number 19. Today I want to grab a few scriptures. I don't 
plan on holding us too long if the Lord's will. I want to grab a few scriptures, amen, to solidify with the Bible that there is only one God. There's not a trinity. It's not three. We've heard that all our lives. There's a trinity. There's three. Amen. But I want you to know there's only one God. And when we read this scripture, I want you to see how people manipulate the scriptures by adding words. Have y'all ever heard this before? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Y'all ever heard that phrase before? Amen. People are manipulating the Bible to push a Trinitarian agenda. And people believe it and think that it's the right way because that's been preached in so many denominations by so many pastors and so many religions for a long time. And they say, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Let me drop this on you real quick before we dive into the scriptures. You will not find one scripture in the Bible that says God the Son. Nor God, the Holy Ghost. I have found a place where it said God, the Father. But there's nowhere where it says God, the Son. You see Son of God, but not God, the Son. But see, we quote that scripture. Religion quote that scripture. They, uh, they don't quote the scripture because it's not scripture. They quote that phrase. So much that people think is in the Bible. And what they're trying to do is say that there are three gods, but they are wrapped in one somehow. Amen. There are three different distinctions of God, but they all make up the one God. It don't even make sense. Amen. We got three chairs sitting right here beside each other, right? Those are all, all three distinctive chairs, right? Those three chairs can't be one, can they? No. That ain't no couch, right? <laughs> it's three different chairs. So that says three gods all in one. Three gods wrapped in one. You got God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Nowhere in the Bible you find that. Now we're going to read this scripture here in Matthew 28 and verse 19. And I want you to see it's not going to put God in the middle of each title. But people do that. Religion does that as a that's the devil trying to confuse us. Amen. The devil. That's a devil doctrine, a demon doctrine. Now, people are going to think I'm crazy because I'm one of the few that preach this. Amen. But I got Bible to back me up. You can think I'm crazy all you want. If I got Bible to back me up, what you going to do with it? Amen. Huh? If I got Bible to back up what I say and you ain't got Bible to back up what you say, what you going to do with it? Hmm? You ain't going to do nothing but fight the truth. Amen. Amen. Verse 28, I mean, chapter 28, verse 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of God the Father and God of the Son and God. Of, they don't say that, do it? It says... Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Right? 
You don't see the word God in there nowhere, do you? Now, if y'all don't believe me, you can uh, stop this recording, pause or whatever, go to Google or Bing or Yahoo, whatever search engine you want to use, and you can type in your search engine, where in the Bible does it say God the Son? Nothing will come up. I mean, it'll pull up other stuff, but it ain't going to show you that scripture because it's not written. You're not going to find where it says God the Holy Ghost. Now, as we go through the scriptures, you're going to find out all three of these titles, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, or Holy Spirit, however you want to say it, the Bible says both, amen, that all come back to the name of Jesus. This is why we baptize in the name of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus said here in verse 19, do it in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Not the names, but the name, right? One name to fit all three titles. Praise the Lord. All right. So let's start in the, New Te the Old Testament first. We'll work our way on up. We got several scriptures we're going to grab here. So y'all bear with me. Y'all write them down. And uh, review these at your own time after you write them down, because this will help solidify the oneness of God and not the not the Trinity of God, but the oneness. Deuteronomy chapter six. Deuteronomy chapter six. All right. Um. Let's see here. Um, so real quick, let's let's go uh, let's go chapter four first. Chapter four, Deuteronomy, chapter four. Amen. Thank God for all of you who may be viewing this on Facebook and on YouTube, and thank God for all of you who may be listening to this on our podcast on Spotify called Rooted by Pastor Brandon Richardson. Amen. If you are watching this on Facebook or YouTube, I encourage you to go to Spotify and find our podcast on Spotify. It's called Rooted by Brandon, Pastor Brandon Richardson. Amen. And on that podcast, we post our services. Amen. And trying to help people be rooted in Jesus. Praise the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter number four, verse thirty five. When you have that, say, I'm with you. Unto thee, it will show that thou mightest know that the Lord, he is what? He is God. The Lord, he is what? God. Amen. There is none elsewhere. Beside me. Now, wait a minute. We already throwing a monkey wrench in this Trinity stuff. They paint this picture as if it's God sitting on the throne. On his right side is Jesus the Son, and on his left side is who? The Holy Ghost. That's the picture they paint, right? But now God, now you ask people this. You say, who's your Lord and Savior? What are they going to say? Jesus. Jesus is my Lord. People say it all the time, don't they? They even got shirts that say, Jesus is Lord. They got hats. Jesus is Lord. They got bumper stickers on their cars. 
Jesus Christ is Lord, right? But then they're the same people that say there's a trinity. Now, if you say Jesus is Lord, praise the Lord, and the Bible tells us the Lord, who you say is Jesus, the Lord is God, you said Jesus is God. Did I lose anybody? They say Jesus is Lord. The Bible in Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 35 says the Lord is who? God. He said, and there is none else beside me. Amen. See, people get, they get confused when God comes in the flesh. The Lord thy God created flesh, put it inside of a virgin by the name of Mary. The Lord thy God who created the flesh because Mary and Joseph didn't make the baby, right? The Lord thy God who created the flesh got inside that flesh, amen, and that flesh had a will. That flesh had a purpose, and the purpose of that flesh was for sacrifice. That was the purpose of the flesh of God. The flesh of God was for the purpose of sacrifice. So for you people who say Jesus is Lord, the Bible here in Deuteronomy says the Lord, he is God. So what are you saying? Jesus is God. And they say Jesus is the second person in the Godhead. Ain't that what they say? Jesus is the second person in the Godhead and the Holy Spirit is the third person in the Godhead. Y'all ever heard people say that? Amen. But the Lord, he is God. There's none else beside me. Now, he said there ain't nobody beside him. Right? Why do Trinitarians say there is somebody beside him? Well, you got the Father. He's God. You got Jesus. He's on the right hand. He's beside him. And the Holy Ghost beside him, too. Look at verse 33. 39. Look at verse 39. Know therefore this day, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 39. Know therefore this day, and consider it in thine heart, that the Lord, he is what? God. In heaven, above, and upon the earth beneath, there is what? None else. Amen. Ain't nobody else. There is no one else. Y'all with me? So if others are saying there's a trinity, amen, and God said, ain't nobody beside me, who's right? I know the Bible is right, and somebody's wrong. I know the Bible is right, and somebody's wrong. Y'all know that song? I know the Bible is right, and some, now I'm making my own verse to it. He said, if you read your Bible through and through, it will tell you you still got work to do. I know the Bible is right and somebody's wrong. Now I'm making my own verse. It's talking about the one God. <laughs> uh, if you read your Bible like I've done, it'll show you it ain't no trinity, but God is one. I know the Bible. I'm going to tighten it up. I'm going to tighten it up and we'll sing that and throw that in there. Amen.
There is none else. Now, God said there's none else, right? Go to Deuteronomy chapter 6. And verse 4. Chapter 6, Deuteronomy, verse number 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is what? Lord. No, he's three. No, uh, uh, uh. religious says three. But the Bible said what? It's one. Not two, but what? One. Not three, but what? One. So where the world people getting a trinity from? Amen. Then they go to the book of Genesis and try to make a trinity up. They're trying to make it happen. They said, well, God created the heavens and the earth. Some guy told me in Genesis chapter one, when it says the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. That's the that's 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 the Holy Spirit right there. What do you mean? It's talking about God. The spirit of God moved. Upon. Don't you know God is a spirit? God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him. How? In spirit and in truth. So God is a spirit, right? And, and, and so we got the holy. And, and is God holy or is he unholy? He's holy. So that makes God a what? A holy spirit. <laughs> Y'all with me? It ain't two holy spirits in heaven. Amen. It's only one holy spirit. And that one Holy Spirit is God, the Lord, thy God. Amen. God is a spirit and God is holy. That makes him a Holy Spirit. That's why when you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, you're receiving God inside of you. Amen. You're receiving God. Praise the Lord. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, praise the Lord. Look at uh, Deuteronomy chapter seven and verse nine. Deuteronomy seven and nine. Y'all can, cause I don't need this mic, huh? Deuteronomy chapter seven and verse number nine. Y'all read with me. Know therefore that the Lord thy God he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Huh? The Lord, thy God, he is God. You see how he's solidifying who he is? Why are people confused about who God is? Because they don't understand the flesh of God. We'll get to the flesh in a minute. But they don't understand it. Amen. Let's go back to Deuteronomy chapter uh, 6 and verse 4. Deuteronomy chapter 6. And verse 4. When you back at that scripture, say amen. I encourage you all to take notes on this. You can always go back to your notes and read them, right? Deuteronomy chapter 6 
in verse 4 we're going we're going to uh do something here with this in first corinthians chapter number eight amen <clears throat> all right deuteronomy chapter six and verse four hear o israel the lord our god is what lord. one lord he's one right I want you to, I want you to, I'm going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 4. This, gonna, this pairs along with Deuteronomy 6 and 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 4 and verse 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 4 and 6. Amen. See, some of you right now, I'll give you a second here to get with us. Okay, Deuteronomy, I mean, uh, so 1 Corinthians 8 and verse 4 says, As concerning therefore the eating of those things that are offered in sacrifice unto idols, we know that an idol is nothing in this world, and that there is none other God but what? One. Not three, none other God but what? One. One. Verse 5, For though there be that are called gods, there are others that are called gods, which are lowercase g, right? Amen. The others are called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, as there be gods many and what? Lords many. Right? There be gods many, lords many. Lowercase though, right? Look at verse 6. But to us there is but one God, the Father, of whom all things, and we in him, and one Lord. Jesus Christ, amen, by whom are all things, and we what? By him. There's only one. There's only one. Now, don't get confused when he say, well, there's a father, and then he said, and there's a Lord. No, the Deuteronomy already told us the Lord thy God is one, right? The Lord which is God, is one, right? Amen. Look at uh, John chapter 10. John chapter number 10. John, John chapter 10 and verse 30. So Deuteronomy said, the Lord thy God. That means the Lord is God, right? And he is one. That makes sense? Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 4 and verse 6 says, there's only one, there's one God, right? And we in him, and there's one Lord, Jesus Christ, and we by him, right? But there's one. Look at uh, John chapter 10 and verse 30. I and my, who's talking here? The words in red means what? Who's talking? Jesus talking. Now, Jesus is Lord, right? So the Lord talking, and he said, I and my father are what? One. Oh, now, wait a minute. Still dealing with the word one, right? See, he didn't say I and my father agree in one, right? If we agree in one, that means we can be separated. Well, he said I and my father are one. He said we one in the same. Amen? We one in the same. Let's, let's, let's go up a little bit and get uh, verse uh, 25. We're going to read up to verse 30. John chapter 10, verse 25. Uh, verse 24, 24. 
Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us what? Plainly. Plainly. Quit beating around the bush, man. Quit talking in parables, man. Tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believe not. Y'all ever told people stuff and they didn't believe it? Amen. Hmm. Sometimes my wife get on me about that. I said that, Brandon. You believe when other people say it, but you don't believe when I say it. Y'all always want some comment. I know. She tell her about it. <laughs> I know. I know. Tell, tell her about it. It's irritating. But she, but, but see, she said, when I tell you something, you don't halfway believe it. But when somebody else tell you, you believe it like that. That's what Jesus saying. That's what Jesus saying. Jesus said, I already told you, and you believe me not. <laughs> right? Look at what he, look at, watch his language here, y'all. Watch his language here. The works that I do, and what? In my Father's name. In my Father's name. Y'all see what he said there? Y'all catch that? This is Jesus, who we say is Lord. He said, the works that I do in my father's name, they bear witness of me. So what we have here is the flesh. We have the flesh of God. The flesh of God is speaking out and said, the works that I do in my father's name, they bear record of me. So if he's what name is he operating in? What's his name? Jesus. Jesus. But Jesus said he's doing it in the name of his father. So what do you think the father's name is? Jesus. Jesus. Huh? Y'all with me? Okay, let's keep on reading. Verse 26. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. Verse 27, John 10 and 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Only person that can give eternal life is God, right? Amen. Now, you got... The son of God saying he's given life, eternal life. Right. Here we go. They shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Uh, no, verse 28. Yep. And I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Now, I'm glad you said that because I'm going somewhere with this. My father, which gave them me. Is greater than all. Now, it's not like he's talking about two, don't it? My father this, my father that, and my father's name. My father, my father, my father. So when people see this language, they get confused and say, there must be two because the son keep praying to the father. But the son of God simply means the flesh of God. Let me say that again. The son of God simply means the flesh of God. Praise the Lord. So you have the flesh of God, which is the son of God, praying and saying, my father gave them me. My father is my father there. But watch what he says. My father was gave them me is greater than all. No man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. Are we in the are we in the hand of the father? Or are we in the or are we in the hand of Jesus? Explain that for me one more time. Mm hmm. Yep. Be happy to. So he says, no, verse 28, 
I give, and I give unto them eternal life. They shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my father's hand. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. Look, now I'm doing what you did. Neither, <laughs> neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Verse 29. My father, which gave them me, is greater than all. Right? Now I said, see, it sounds like he's talking about two separate people, right? Two separate, right? That's why people say, oh, well, the, fa the father this and the, the, the son is praying to the father. But see, the flesh of God means the son of God. Okay? The son of God simply means the flesh of God. And we'll get another scripture that just came to me. So we have the flesh of God praying, right? Saying, my father this and my father that. But who's inside of the flesh? The spirit. The spirit is the father. It's God, right? The father created flesh and got inside the flesh. I'll tell you what. Get, uh, here we go. Watch this. Y'all see this envelope here? Okay. Let's see. Here go my pen. All right. This pen here is going to be symbolic of the father, the spirit. OK, this envelope here is going to be symbolic of the flesh. OK, so we have the spirit from Genesis that created everything. Right. The heavens and the earth, all that dwell within. Right. This is the spirit. OK, now when it was time for God to die for us. Right. He said, you know what? Look, you can't kill a spirit, right? You can't get y'all agree with that. You can't kill a spirit. So in order for God to die for us, he had to put on something that could die. OK, so God, the father created flesh, which he called the son of God. Why is the flesh called the son of God? The flesh is called the son of God because who created it? God created it, right? The spirit, God, the father, he created the flesh. God got inside of the flesh. Y'all see that? God got in the flesh. That flesh went inside of a virgin by the name of Mary. And what did Mary do? Birth them out, right? Now, this is what people see. They see what? The flesh of God, right? They see the flesh of God. This is what they see doing miracles, the flesh of God. OK, but the flesh of God is the son of God, because who created it? God created it. Just like these are my children here. Right. You know why I'm their father? I help create them. Right. I help create them. So they are. That's my son. Right. God. Mary and Joseph had nothing to do with the birth of the flesh of God. All Mary was was like a kangaroo carrying a baby in a pouch, but she ain't produce it. No sperm got inside of Mary to produce this child. Right. Who created it? God. So that's why the flesh is called the son of God, because God created it. So the spirit got inside of the flesh which is also called the sun. Amen.
Right, go, to, go, go to 1 John chapter 3. Not the Gospel of John, but 1 John. And verse number 16. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 16. Amen. First uh, John chapter three, verse 16 says, hereby perceive we the love of who? God. Right. Not the love of the son of God, but the love of who? God. For he who was he? God. He laid down his life for who? For us. Hmm? And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Watch this. Anybody can go in the Bible and show you where Jesus died for our sins, right? But this scripture here says, who died for us? Who laid down their life for us? God. This scripture says, God laid down his life for us. So he said, hereby perceive we the love of God. In other words, this is how we know the love of God. Because he laid down his life for us. I told a Trinitarian one time, I said, look, I said, if you, I said, if Jesus Christ is not God, show me where God laid down his life. Because the Bible says God laid down his life for us, but you saying that Jesus is not God. So if the Bible say God laid down his life, oh, and Jesus is not that God that laid down his life, show me in the Bible. Huh? That makes sense? It makes a whole lot of sense. That's why you are to pray in the name of Jesus and ask for all things. In the name of Jesus. Because you're praying directly. There you go. You're praying to God. You're praying to God. Right? So I, she said, your hands hurt. <laughs> Listen. So I told that guy, I said, if Jesus Christ is not God, we see here where the Bible says God died for us. If Jesus is not that God that died for us, show me where God laid down his life. He couldn't show it to me. So the reason God laid down his life, right? Watch this. We know the flesh laid down his life, right? We could plainly see that in the scriptures that the flesh got on the cross and died for us, right? But who was inside the flesh? The spirit, God, or the father, right? So the father was in the flesh. What did I say the flesh of God was? The son of God. The flesh of God means what? The son of God. So when I say God was in the flesh, I can also say God was in the son. That makes sense? So now you're starting to get a better understanding that the son simply means the flesh. And when we say the father was in the son, you now understand that that all that means is the God, the father was in the flesh. Let me say that again. When we say the father was in the son, all that means is that the father was in the flesh. So when we say the son died for us, you telling the truth. He died on the cross. Right. But if you also say God died for us, you telling the truth. He was on the cross. Right. That makes sense. Now, watch this. Let me show you this revelation. When the flesh was on the cross, he cried out and said, uh, 
La, um, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? Right? He said, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? That was the flesh praying to the spirit that was inside of him saying, why are you forsaking me? Because that flesh was now taking on the sins of the whole world. And God, the phrase we love to say, God don't dwell in what? An unclean temple. When that flesh was taking on the sins of the world, the spirit was, came out of it and went right back up in the glory. That's why the flesh prayed and said, Father, Father, Lama Sabachthani, meaning, why hast thou forsaken me? Because he knew the Father was coming out of him. So the flesh had a will. The flesh didn't want to die. Watch this revelation. When all that blood ran out of the, that was the purpose of the flesh was to shed the blood, right? When all, when that blood ran out of the flesh, what did they do with the body? They buried it, right? When they buried it, the spirit wasn't in it. The Bible tells us in the book of Peter that the, when he was in the grave, he went into the spirit world and preached to the prison, preached to the spirits that were in prison. Look at the work of God, what he was doing. That flesh was laid down. The spirit, though, was in the spirit realm, preaching to all those people back in Moses' day that were disobedient. Hallelujah. He went all the way back. And y'all remember we read that scripture about how he counted that as their baptism? Uh, with Noah, I'm sorry, he went and preached to the spirits that were disobedient in Noah's day. And, and, and they said there were eight souls saved by water in Noah's day. First Peter, go to First Peter real quick. Uh, chapter number three. First Peter, chapter three. Um, and verse number 18 through 21. Yep. Uh, first Peter, chapter three, verse 18 through 21. I guess verse 19 to 20 is our key verses here. 19 to 20. We'll read 18 through 21. And we have that say amen. amen. All right, verse 18. For Christ also has suffered for sin, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the what? Flesh. Put to death in the what? Flesh. In the flesh, but quickened by what? The spirit. Verse 19. By which also... He went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometime were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of who? Noah. Of Noah, while the ark was a preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by what? So the eight souls that got saved by water in Noah's day was Noah and his wife. Noah had three sons, right? And their wives, one, two, three. There was the eight souls that got on the ark and got saved. Everybody else wouldn't listen. As Noah preached and as Noah warned people what was going to happen, they would not listen. So when Noah and his family got on the ark, those eight souls were saved by water. Those souls that were disobedient in Noah's day, they were, the Bible says that Jesus went and preached to those spirits that were disobedient in Noah's day. Now look at verse 21. So those eight souls were saved by what? Water. water. Look at verse 21. The like figure, 
That means I'm giving you an example here, right? I'm, I'm making a parallel here. The like figure, whereunto even baptism doth also now what? Save us. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God. See, when a person gets baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, they have a good conscience now towards God. So just like the eight souls were saved by water in Noah's day, he said, you can be saved by water today. See how you're making that parallel? Amen. And then he says, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When you get baptized, amen, you're being resurrected with Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Okay. Now, watch this. Now, we got, got to that story because of this, right? God was in the flesh. The flesh died for us, right? The flesh came. The, I'm sorry. God was in the flesh. The flesh screamed out, Lord, why have you for father? Why have you forsaken me? Right. Father spirit comes out. Right. They buried the flesh. Right. In the grave. What happened after three days? He rose again. But remember, all the blood ran out of the flesh. Right. No more blood is in the flesh. But after that spirit went and preached to their spirit world, he came back, got back in the flesh, picked that flesh up out the grave and started walking around again. What in a, who in the world do you know can walk around with no blood in their body? Nobody. The Bible says this in the book in the old time, I believe it was Deuteronomy. It said life is in the blood. When you have a child and all the blood runs out of that child, that child dead. Right. But we have God who had no blood in his body. He came and picked that flesh back up, walked around with no blood in his body, still had holes in his hands when he was nailed to the cross, still had a hole in his side with no blood running out of the hole. Right. But he walking around. This was truly God in the flesh. Right. So this is why we say Jesus Christ is God. That means he is the father. That means he is the one who sits high and looks low. Jesus Christ is the one who was in the book of Genesis that said, let there be light. That was Jesus. He just didn't have flesh on. He was a spirit. His name it's Jesus. I was talking to somebody the other day on um, 35th Prospect. He said, see, man, nah, I don't, I don't believe in Jesus. I, I believe there's a God. This, that, no. He said, but see, in, in, uh, back in the day, they didn't, he said, they didn't even have the letter J in their alphabet. I said, well, yeah, because you're talking about another language. They were talking about Hebrew. Hebrew don't have the letter J in the alphabet. That's why Jesus' name in Hebrew is Yeshua. He said, oh, man, you got it, man. I said, well, it's common knowledge. I said, just like if I speak Spanish, I'm going to say Jesus Cristo. Right. And in English, I'm going to say Jesus Christ. In Hebrew, I'm going to say Yeshua. Right. Because it's a different language. Right. I believe in French is you. That's how you say Jesus. You. I think that's how you say it in French. So no matter what language you speak, there is the name of Jesus, right? It's just pronounced differently because it's a different language. And that's what people get tied up on. 
Well, his name ain't Jesus. His name, yes, it is. In the English, it is, you dodo. Why would I talk to you in English and then switch up and say, yes, you are, and start talking Hebrew? I'm talking English, right? Amen. Talking English. So people get so confused about this because they don't understand the flesh of God. When you can understand the flesh of God, the oneness of God makes a lot of sense. But because people don't understand the flesh of God or the son of God, <laughs> when they say son of God, they automatically think, oh, it got to be two. No, it's not. The son of God simply means the flesh of God. God the Father got inside of the flesh, which simply means God the Father got inside of the Son. So when you see language like, my Father which gave them me is greater than all. No man is able to pluck them out of my hand. And then he turned around and said, no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. And then he said, verse 10, oh, go back to John 10 and 30. We're going to probably close with this. John chapter 10 and verse 29 and 30. We'll probably close right here and we could pick this back up another time. What does it say? There's a phrase that say Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> Amen. John chapter 10 and verse 29. Amen. John chapter 10 and verse number 29. Praise the Lord. But you see, from the Old Testament, nobody talked about a trinity, did they? And all through the book of Deuteronomy, they all said, the Lord thy God is one. The Lord is God. There's none beside him. Right. We didn't even get to the book of Isaiah where he solidified even more. We'll get that another time. John chapter 10, verse 29. My father which gave them me is greater than all. No man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. Verse 30. I and my father are what? Now look at that flesh talking. Here we go. We got the father inside of the flesh, right? Look at that flesh talking. That flesh said, I and my father are what? One. One. And they understood what he meant. He was saying, I'm God. Amen. He was saying, I'm God. Not we're one and the same, but. I am him. I am. Now, if you don't believe that, let's keep reading. And he'll show you that they meant he they knew what he meant. Look at verse 31. Then the Jews took up stones again to what? Stone them. They going to y'all know back in the day, they stone people by they kill people by stoning them to death. They about to stone. They throw a bunch of rocks at them. They had these big rocks and they chuck them at you. They were stoning them. They were stoned them to death. Nowadays, they're shooting guns. Back in the day, they picked up rocks. They still throw rocks today. I saw a video the other, uh, other month where there was a, a, a war going on, and they were picking up rocks. People were still throwing rocks, and they were chugging them rocks. They were throwing rocks. I said, look, they're still throwing rocks. <laughs> but they, stoned, they were going to stone him. They were going to kill him. In other words, that's what I'm saying. They were going to kill him. Look at verse 32 and 33, and we'll close. Jesus answered them. Many good works have I showed you from who? My father. Sound like separate again, don't it? Many good works I showed you from my father. For which of those works do ye stone me? Now, here we go. Y'all see the flesh talking? Here go my example again. The flesh is talking, saying, I done nothing but showed you good works from who? My father. 
So the flesh recognized it's not me, the flesh doing this. It's the spirit inside of me that's doing it. Y'all with me? Look at verse 30, uh, 33. Then the Jews answered him saying, for a good work we stone thee not. But for what? Blasphemy. Y'all know what blasphemy is? Blasphemy is speaking evil. Blasphemy. We get <laughs> blasphemy. We, we stone you for blasphemy. And y'all read this last part with me. Stone you for blasphemy. And because what? That thou being a man makest thy No, wait a minute. So they understood what Jesus meant when he said, I and my father are one. They knew he was calling himself God. So they said, we're going to stone him. What you stoning me for? The flesh talking said, for what good works you stoning me? And they said, we ain't stoning you for good works. We stoning you for blasphemy, for speaking evil. And because you ain't nothing but a man. See, all they saw was flesh. You ain't nothing but a man making yourself God. See? So if Jesus called himself God, the Jews understood he called himself God. That's why they were going to kill him. If Jesus called himself God, has he ever told a lie? So he must be what? God. He must be God. He proclaimed that he was God. He didn't proclaim that he was the second person in the Godhead. But he proclaimed that he is the Godhead. Praise the Lord. Amen. I, another scripture just hit me. What's that scripture? Um, um, ooh, geez. It was a scripture. He said um, the, um, the Godhead, dwell, I think it was Philippians. Dwell in him dwell the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Uh, let me get that scripture for you. We'll close with that. Um, turn to the book of Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter number 2. Now when you pray to Jesus, you know who you're praying to. You're praying to God Almighty. You ain't praying to a second person in the Trinity. Now you understand it ain't no Trinity. Amen. There's only one God. The reason people say Trinity is because they don't understand the flesh. The purpose of the flesh. The only purpose of the flesh was for the purpose of sacrifice. That's what it was for. Because in the Old Testament, they had to sacrifice animals for us, right? For the sins of the people, they would sacrifice animals. Turtle doves, lambs, sheep, praise the Lord, goats, bullocks. They would sacrifice these animals as an offering for the covering of sin. Now, God said, you know what? That's not... That's covering the sin. I need to take away the sin. So he said, there's nobody worthy enough to die for my people. Nobody was worthy enough to die for you. So now he said, instead of sacrificing these lambs, how about I put on flesh and this flesh is going to be the sacrifice. And now you won't have to go and sacrifice. The priest won't have to go into the temple every single year to offer blood from these animals. Instead of sacrificing the lamb, I'm going to be the lamb of God. Hallelujah. Now, God, praise the Lord, put on flesh. And his flesh was the sacrifice. What did John the Baptist say when he was baptizing people and saw Jesus coming? 
He said, now behold the Lamb of God, which come to take away, which come to take away the sins of the world. This was the Lamb of God. The flesh was the sacrificial lamb. Hallelujah. Now we don't have to, praise the Lord, now we don't have to sacrifice animals anymore for our sins because Jesus already did it. He already did it. He did it once and he did it for all. Praise the Lord. Now in order to have the sins covered up or washed away, I should say, you now have to be washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. That's where baptism comes in at. You get baptized in the name of Jesus, which is for the remission of sins. Praise the Lord. The remission of sins means the forgiveness of sins. All right, let's get this scripture here. Colossians chapter 2, verse number 9. For in him, uh, hold on, let me get the hymn real quick. Let's see here. Let's go to verse 6. 6 through 9, and we'll close with this if the Lord's will. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in, not in them, but in who? Him. If it was Trinity, it should say them, right? Rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy. Look at his warning he's giving them. People will try to spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. Praise the Lord. After the traditions of men, not after the traditions of God, but after the traditions of who? Men. men. After the rudiments of this world, according to the rudiments of this world. Praise the Lord. Rudiments mean the basic principles of this world. And not after Christ. Verse 9. For in him. Who is him? Jesus. Verse 6 told us who he's talking about. Verse 6 again. And as ye have therefore received who? Christ Jesus the Lord. So verse 9 still talking about Christ Jesus the Lord. For in him dwelleth the fullness of what? The Godhead bodily. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's, in, it's all in him. There's a song we sing. It's all in him. It's all in him. The fullness of the Godhead. It's all in him. It's all in him. It's all in him. The mighty God is Jesus and it's all in him. Oh, it's all in him. Yeah, it's all in him. The fullness of the Godhead is all in him. Oh, it's all in him. It's all in him. The mighty God is Jesus and it's all in him. It's all in him, y'all. The fullness of the Godhead is all in Jesus. Amen. So hopefully there's many more scriptures we can get and we'll get them another time. There's many more scriptures we can get to solidify the oneness of God and that there is no Trinity. Now you see why we baptize in that God's name. Lord willing, we'll get the Father, the Son, the name of the Father, the name of the Son, and the name of the Holy Ghost. We'll go over that one day uh, in the, here in the near few weeks uh, or next week or whatever. 
Amen. In Jesus' name. So God bless you. In the name of Jesus, God bless you, Spotify, for listening. God bless you, Facebook and YouTube. In the name of Jesus. God bless you.